in Unitarian Universalism about 1993 when uh, we'd moved from a really pretty suburban kind of thing to a little more rural. And um, the northerners who moved to these new two-story houses in amongst all the single-level ranch houses there in Florida, we were a culture shock to each other because there was prayer in the public school, and we were, like, shocked. How could that be? This is, like, 1993. And uh, so we sort of we're looking for a church out of self-defense. And I looked first for ethical culture because we knew that from New York City and couldn't find one, but we came across this Unitarian thing, and what is that? And uh, got their newsletter for a while, and um, the first Sunday we were there, the DRE said we were like a set of Russian nested dolls, you know, dad, mom, four children, varying sizes. Uh, We felt so good about being there and wish we'd come so much earlier um, can't tell you how, how much we wish that. And so I became DRE there for, after a little while, and it was DRE in two other congregations of medium and quite large size. And then came to work here for the district about five years ago as your religious education program consultant. And uh, last year was named the district executive. And I still retain the religious education component in my portfolio, So I'm here to help you facilitate uh, your discussion. And with me today is Denise Tomlinson. I'll let her introduce herself more fully. But she's a very dedicated volunteer from the White Plains congregation. So um, I'd love to go around this morning. And please tell me your name and your role here at the congregation. And if you could, very briefly, like just a couple sentences... Tell me about a really significant religious or spiritual experience that you've had in your life, even if it's just to say what the nature of that was like for you. Um, You know, for me, it was a a time when I was totally available to the other person and had no thought of what I needed for myself. But even that giving up of myself was so fulfilling that it was truly a spiritual connection. My name's Patty Colombo. I'm currently the um, acting chair of the RE committee here at the fellowship. Um, I've been involved in the RE program here for the last 20 years in one way or another. Uh, so I have a lot of history about the RE program here. Um, spiritual moment. Um, you know, I I come from a very religious, um, conservative Christian family, but yet as a youth, for one of the we had an active youth group, and we went. I'm from from Iowa, so we went off to Minnesota with our minister um, when I was in high school to a youth conference, and I can remember that just being very eye-opening, being at this youth conference with hundreds of other youth. um, so it was very expanding and opened up, um, you know, my experiences. I'm Michael Tino. I'm the minister here. Um, and uh, let's see, I get to talk about my spiritual moments all the time. And I guess the uh, the underlying theme that I can pull out from, from many of them are that they often have to do with feeling very deeply connected um, either to one other person or to many other people. So. Hi, I'm Debbie Lane. Um, 
My kids are grown, um, but I think RE is important to the fellowship, um, especially if you want to grow. Um, I've led a couple of RE children's services through the years, you know, haven't really done too much about RE. The kids kind of scare me because they're so smart, you know. <laughs> um, I was thinking this morning of a spiritual experience that I had. When I was up in Star Island, I was in this workshop. It was a, a workshop to make molas, you know, these reverse applique that they do, like in Mexico and Peru and things like that. And I had this piece of purple material, and I had a piece of chalk in my hand. And everybody was making these sort of lizards and geckos and all those kind of shapes. And all of a sudden, and I don't know where this came from, I wrote, I, I wrote a cross, like a crucifix cross, but just the cross part, and I wrote the words across the top, hear me. And I don't know where that came from. But this morning I was reading a book about um, um, starting a new job. It's called The Science of Getting Rich. And in the book it said something, you know, every now and then it'll have a passage from the Bible or something. So then I just decided to cook them up. Like, hear me, you know, the divine wants you to have abundance. So I can connect that hear me to a lot of different things. Thank you. Hi, I'm Mira Rentschner Kelly, and I have been, um, I'm now on the RE committee, and I've been a teacher pretty much since my, we came here 12 years ago. I've taught almost every year, but I've just been on the RE committee for about a year. Uh, spiritual moments, um, for me, it's community. It's always been community, that's why I've always been here. It's the one thing I missed before I came to the fellowship. My sister's Orthodox, and I didn't want to be Orthodox, but I, but I kind of was jealous of the community she had until I came here. So I guess that's my spiritual connection here by the people who are here. Hi, I'm Maureen Hunter, and I'm actually relatively new to the fellowship. I guess it's been, I've been coming since October, and my son Devin, who you met, has certainly uh, been uh, part of the religious education. And so for me, it's now getting involved on the uh, other side. I would say a spiritual moment for me um, came from, I heard an interview with uh, Thich Nhat Hanh on NPR speaking of faith program and just said, I really would like to go to one of his retreats and so just found out when he was coming to the States and went and sp spent, uh, I guess, about a four or five day meditation retreat um, up in Massachusetts and actually after that found communities of practice uh, I was living in Georgia at the time and then when I moved here, I said well, I really wanted to find another community and um, and found Jan Weiss, actually, because he was listed, and he wasn't doing the meditation at that point in time, and so I kept kind of emailing him, and he'd email me periodically saying, well, I'm thinking about starting again, and so actually uh, he did start again, and the first day that I came to his meditation retreat was the first day I came here, and somebody invited me to stay, and so I guess I've been coming back ever since because of the community. <laughs> My name is Barbara Loyola. Uh, role. Basically, I come, most of you know, from a Jewish background, taught Jewish education for over 20 years, kindergarten through post-confirmation, uh, so that means through uh, junior and high school. Uh, here I've taught a couple of classes and want to get a little more involved. 
spiritual moment when you're talking community. My, I don't know if you call it conflict. You can do either lemons or lemonade. So I'm going to take the lemonade, and that's that I'm really involved pretty much in feeling very close to the people here the way you're expressing, but I also feel close like that at Charete Tefila right now where my dad was a founding member, and I'm getting a little involved over at the uh, temple near where I live in the South Salem, which has a tremendous amount of children for the um, percentage and a much smaller community of people, like I was used to at uh, the temple up in Brewster where I taught, which started very small, and by the time I remarried, got so large that I, the community was so large to me that it lost my what I liked, but I was already not there. But when I've gone back, it, I just found it was too large a community. Instead of um, knowing everybody, which you don't have to, the rabbi ends up being two or three rabbis, and it just wasn't. It's kind of like Sharif Tefillah here now when my dad founded it. It was nobody, and now I was there Friday night for the um, anniversary of his death, which was also spiritual for me. And they're up to 1,100 not members families. So that's amazing. But their services on a Friday night is mainly the elderly go and all the families are very active on their Sundays, which I'm here. So I have a feeling I'll be more South Salem here. (laughs) I'm Katie Alberti. I'm the vice president of the board of trustees. And thinking about a spiritual moment, I'm going to go way back to when I was in college. I was raised Catholic and we were there Tuesday nights for, for novenas and Saturday Fridays for for first Fridays and did the whole thing. And my idea of spirit, spirituality, though, was something that happened in the church. And when I was in college, I was in the guitar group for masses, and um, we were asked to by one of the um, the. Um, youth minister, youth priest, I guess, for one of the congregations across town if we'd come and play at their mass on a Friday night. And um, here we were in the cafeteria, and everybody was just kind of hanging out, and I thought, and it was very moving, and I thought, it isn't, worship isn't something that happens in a place. Worship is something that happens with the people and with what you're, what you're bringing to it. So I think that was sort of the first click moment of, if it doesn't, it isn't what it isn't tied to a specific ritual or a specific place, but it's something that happens in your heart. I'm Susie Novak. Um, I am co-chair of the membership committee at the moment, um, have been DRE in the past. Um, spiritual moment. Um, like a lot of young people, I you know, absolutely rejected any kind of thing that had to do with religion as I was growing up. <coughs> And uh, the whole God thing just wasn't doing anything for me. Um, And I had the opportunity to do some traveling when I was a senior in high school in Europe. And uh, the group I was with, just they liked, it was one of these, they liked to shop and they, they had, like, I had nothing in common with these folks. So um, I was in Florence and decided that I was really tired of tourists and I wanted to see some of these beautiful things without them. So about 6.30 in the morning, I'm walking through the streets of Florence, and I was able to slip into the cathedral there. And there wasn't a soul there except perhaps an acolyte who is just beginning to light candles. And I don't care who you are or what you believe in. You're standing under that dome, and the unbelievable power and beauty of 
not only the human genius that went into the construction of it, but there was definitely something else there. And, you know, I guess my realization was that religion didn't have to do with God. You know, there was a, a, a real spiritual connection that wasn't necessarily God, but, man, there was plenty of spirit in that cathedral. I'm Donna Moriarty. Um, right now my role is a newsletter editor. Um, I, um, uh, I was thinking really hard about what defines a spiritual um, experience because there have been many. And I think mainly it's um, when I realize I, I'm a – there's probably a nicer word than control freak. But anyway, it's like <laughs> I, I pay a lot of attention to details, making sure everything is correct and just so that it ever all turns out the way I want it to. And it often doesn't. And it, it becomes a spiritual moment for me during those times where I realize it's all going to turn out okay. And that happens a lot, I'm happy to say. <laughs> Hi, I'm Lisa Baker. I've been involved in RE here for in the past, um, and currently I'm advising the youth group. My son just went through coming of age last year with Patty's son. Um, coming of age rocks. We did such a good job with that here. Um, I don't think I've ever told this story, but I, I was just thinking as Susie was telling her story. Um, this is a religious moment, spiritual moment for me. I was planning my wedding service, and at the time I was still a real Catholic, and I thought, I'm going to use a reading for my wedding service that's not like the one that everybody uses. So I actually, you know, being a Catholic, you don't actually read the Bible. You know, so for the first time I, I opened up the Bible and actually just read the Gospel, read the Old Testament and thought... God, those Hebrew tribes were warlike, and then read the Gospels. And it was like a revelation for me to realize on the one hand, boy, like Jesus Christ or, you know, the stories that we receive about him, boy, he was in touch with something, and something wonderful was going on in that community at that time that felt very relevant, you know, and very powerful to me at 24, you know. And... It had nothing to do with the whole hierarchy of the Catholic Church. <laughs> like, so from then on, I really wasn't Catholic anymore. But, um, but that was, uh, it was like uh, to connect to Christianity on my own terms was a very religious experience for me. I, um, my name is John Kaplan. I'm a member of the Committee on Worship. And I can't say that I'm having a, or that I've had a spiritual moment, but um, it's more of a continuing growth and awareness that um, there are other people who share the same spiritual values that I have and that um, it's, I am learning more and more how important it is for me to get together with these other people and share our experience jointly. And thank you. <laughs> and they are recording this for the benefit of some people who couldn't be here. So if there's something you want to say that you would not like recorded, please do let us know. Okay, I'm Nan Deland, and um, I'm teaching Sunday school, and I'm having a really good time. I just wish that we had more second to fourth graders, and I don't know quite how to, how to get this group. Uh, this morning I had three kids along with Maureen's help, and uh, her little boy and two five-year-olds that couldn't quite hang in there. 
Um, so I'd like to, to figure out how we can um, how we can increase the size. I was DRE before this building was built when we met across the street, and we had a great many more children. And I don't know that we did anything different. I'm trying to think, you know, how did we get all those kids? And in terms of spiritual moments, I don't know. It just uh, coming to a group. I'm not a great, as Michael knows, I'm not a great person for coming to church. And I only come occasionally. Um, but I do go to small group things, and I find that very uh, spiritually satisfying. Um, um, I go away with a nice, warm feeling. Hi, Carol Clark. My spiritual moment goes to when you were ordained. And it was the strangest feeling because we were with the choir, and I remember being with Debbie, but primarily being, being a soprano, I was with Katie. And I remember crying at her beautiful voice, which embarrasses me. And, I, and she said, I make her sing better, and she makes me feel so good. And I actually touched him. And it reminded me, even though I'm not Catholic, it reminded me of when they talk about people going to touch the Pope. I don't know why. I have nothing to do with Catholicism. <laughs> My name is Glenn Berger, and uh, I am, uh, we are community shopping, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and a big part of that is that we're the parents of uh, two small children who are, you probably hear out there right now, Maya and Ethan, who are five and two and a half, so uh, a big piece of that is finding a place where they can receive some uh, ethical, spiritual guidance and education, so when we heard about this meeting here today. We decided to sit in for as long as we can before the kids uh, yank us out of here. And my spiritual moment um, that I'm thinking about is uh, Sharon and I uh, adopted both of our children and when we were in Kansas uh, getting Ethan there was this, this you know, the, the one strange thing about adoption is you actually get to decide if you're going to Take this child, and we had the, there we were, and there was this little baby, and 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 we had to make this decision. And how do you make such a monumental decision? And I was filled with anxiety. And then the uh, the doctor of the birth mother came in and sat with us for two and a half hours. A doctor sitting with people for two and a half hours, and just told us about her life and things she'd been through with her kids. And and at the end of it, it struck me that this was not our choice, that this was a choice that was being made for us, that we were being chosen for something, selected for something, um, and that if you really listen, um, you know what the universe needs and wants from you. I'm Sharon Berger, and uh, ditto with the first part. Um, you know, I was raised Catholic, and I went to CCD class every week in church every Sunday, and I know what my beginnings to religious education were about, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm just really curious about how I want to teach my kids about, uh, you know, spirituality, and uh, so I'm, I'm really interested in this topic. Um, spiritual moment. I feel like I've had a lot. Um, one that's fresh in my mind it happened last week 
uh, I'm a psychotherapist and I was with a client last week who was processing a very uh, painful and traumatic experience. And um, I just felt like there, you know, I didn't really have to do anything because she was already in the process and I just felt like my, my presence was holding her as she was healing and transforming in a way. And I felt, I was just really aware that something felt very uh, divine that was kind of flowing through me just in being quiet and being present. And I, that was a powerful spiritual moment for me. I'm Gail Hudson. Um, I'm a member of the RE committee and also a member of our, um, our, our new refurbished social action committee. <laughs> and, uh, I was going to talk about something having to do with, you know, finding my spirituality when I was young. Um, and it had to do with nature hint, hint. But, um, what I really want to talk about, um, was much more immediate Friday night. I was at neighbors link, which is a Latino community center here in Mount Kisco. And, um, the Social Action Committee has taken on as a project to participate um, by bringing food and um, company on, on a few Friday nights so, so far. We get the ball rolling. Hopefully, it'll be on a more regular basis. But we get to go to get to go next door to the um, Head Start facility with the children while the adults in the um, community have uh, a class or a lesson. And I just had the joy of being on the floor playing with Legos with these four little boys. And I don't know, it was just, a, it was just this moment of like, I just rose above thinking about myself or what I was giving and there wasn't any lesson plan and we were just purely playing. And I left there so happy and it was just a spiritual experience, no doubt about it. Hi, um, my name is Denise Tomlinson. Um, I'm a member of the Unitarian Church in White Plains. Um, I was a member as a young adult of Shelter Rock uh, Unitarian Church out, or a fellowship out in um, on Long Island and went to came to White Plains probably in about 92 um, and have been teaching there probably since about 95 um, every Sunday um, different curriculums um, I was on the RE committee in White Plains um, and we had gone through an, a number of years without a, a DRE um, and without religious education um, leadership um, and had to kind of take on that role um, at White Plains uh, on and off for a number of years. Um, and what I took away from it was that the community is very strong when, when, we, when you work together um, to create an RE program for your children. Um, and so presently, um, I teach uh, curriculum our whole lives. Um, and uh, depending on what our church needs every year, I te teach a different curriculum. Um, I, um, I also serve um, as uh, the, the liaison for, uh, for our church for de uh, denominational affairs to really kind of open up people's minds to what's out there in our denomination um, programs and places to go and people to meet. Um, so that's, that's what I do there. Um, for the district, um, I work um, with church, uh, with um, where anywhere Andrea sends me. 
um, to. Um, She's even been to Staten Island. <laughs> that's right, and I always I always enjoy everywhere I go, um, and I, um, I I work with congregations who um, some need some direction with uh, the RE programs, um, and I also um, do teacher training, so. Um, and spiritual moment comes almost automatically every year during our coming of age ceremony, um, which for those of you who are not familiar with it, it's usually a teenage group who have been searching all year for what they believe in and, and have kind of a credo statement at the end of the year. Um, and as a teacher of those children from when they're small to the coming of age class, you know, I hear um, every year things that I personally have done, you know, they, that have helped shape them um, as teens, um, that they can now go out into the world with some of these values and some of these thoughts and some of these experiences that will then help them. Um, and I think that that spiritual moment comes automatically every year. Um, so that Hi, I'm Barbara Lewis, and I'm a mother here in the fellowship. I've got two daughters, Anna, who is eight, and Laura, who's six. Um, and we've been um, here in the fellowship for about a year and a half now, and it's been a great place for our girls. They've really um, met some great friends, and we came here really just to kind of find a place. We have very crazy lives, as lots do, um, two jobs and a long commutes, and we found that we were all socializing separately. And here um, we've been able to come together once or twice a week where we all are part of a community where we're together. We may not be doing the same things at the same time, but it's something that we brings us together. Uh, and I found that it's been very um, healing to us in a certain way um, because we all feel an enthusiasm for coming here, even you know, our youngest child. Um, and I would say um, my most spiritual moments are, have been, um, and they're very rare, but moments of connection with my children um, where I just realized we're no longer talking at each other or yelling or you know, <laughs> trying to negotiate with each other where we just have these beautiful moments where we connect and we understand each other. And um, it's... There are moments that I'll never forget, and it just makes um, raising them, you know, and being part of this family worthwhile. Um, the other thing in terms of my participation in the fellowship, I um, sing in the choir, and I'll just say as an individual, um, I find singing, um, you know, I'm not, you know, the, the greatest, oh, I feel like I do okay, but I'm not the greatest talent in the choir, but I just find saying to be like a form of prayer um, and just to be able to make that contribution, but it's really even more for myself when I get up and we've prepared something together and I'm looking at Katie because we're and Carol because we're in that together. Um, it's just, it's so meaningful to me and it may seem like a small thing to get up and sing a song on Sunday, but it really means a lot uh, to me and I know to a lot of the rest of us. Thank you all for sharing so generously.